Impact Hustlers, the podcast on entrepreneurs and change makers that are creating solutions to the world's biggest problems. Impact Hustlers is brought to you by Fast Forward 2030 and Real Changers. Visit fastforward2030.com to learn how to include the global goals into your business model and realchangers.com to find talent and careers with impact. And this is your host, Michael Shafra. In today's episode, I speak to Adele Archer, CEO and founder of Eterniva, a company helping people keep the memory of their deceased loved ones by creating diamonds from the ashes. The startup is based in Austin, Texas, and was recently backed by Mark Cuban as part of the Shark Tank show. It's great to have you on Impact Hustlers, Adele. Thank you so much. So wonderful to be on. Thank you for having me. Thanks very much. So first of all, I'm sure many listeners just listened to my short introduction and were wondering what what exactly are you doing? So um, just <laughs> probably in disbelief. So please give us a quick introduction to your company and uh, what exactly you're doing. It's so true. Um, yeah, I mean, so what we do, you know, I always kind of say that we really are in the business of celebrating remarkable lives, you know, whether that's a pet or a human, um, by making a diamond from the carbon in their ashes or hair. Um, so it's a really special way to honor, you know, a connection that was really important and special to you after they're gone. Wow. Um, and, uh, obviously this is an idea that I personally haven't come across before. So yeah. I, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd really love to learn on the origins of the story and where, where did it all start? Where did the idea come from? What's your personal story behind this? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, my business partner and I, Garrett, um, you know, we're, kind of millennial tech founders. Um, we used to be in, in technology here in Austin. And, um, you know, we were actually starting our own lab-grown diamond company because we just saw that as a really, you know, interesting and up-and-coming market, you know, kind of a more sustainable approach to, uh, you know, to, uh, to diamonds. And then as we were starting this company, I had a really close friend, she was actually my business mentor, get diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and she passed away. And so completely in my personal life, um, you know, Tracy was, you know, if you count on one hand, the people that uh, are most influential to who you are as a person, like she was definitely one of those people for me. And uh, so she had a bit of her ashes sent to the people that she was really closest with because she wasn't married, didn't have kids. It was, you know, really relationships like hers and mine that were uh, the closest to her. So I received some of her ashes and, you know, she said like, hey, just go do something that you think both of us would really love and that would be really meaningful. So completely in a personal exercise, you know, of my life, I was trying to figure out, you know, what could I do to honor somebody that was so important and so special to me? Um, and I wasn't finding anything, you know, for probably about six months, I was researching what you could do with ashes and, you know, nothing just felt, um, it all felt kind of trinkety and cheap. And uh, so one night over dinner, one of the diamond scientists we we're working with just mentioned, you know, hey, uh, it's actually possible to extract carbon from ashes and grow a real diamond. And it was just like, get out. You know, I've been trying to figure out what to do for Tracy. And it just, you know, it kind of felt like life happening for you at, at that point. Um, and so I, I went to go start this really honestly as a customer. You know, there was one company that was doing it at the time. And, you know, it was just... 
I think what was um, really important about uh, this experience was I realized that they weren't very transparent about how they were doing what they were doing. You know, they didn't really ask who this was for and like what she meant to me. And, you know, overall, it just was not um, it was kind of off putting. But, you know, the more that we looked into it, we're like, gosh, the science around this is totally legit. And this feels like a really unbelievably meaningful thing you could do for somebody. And, you know, these guys just maybe are not doing it right. And so, you know, we decided like, hey, we're the customer. We totally get this. You know, we come from a world where um, the experience is kind of everything. And so I think we could do this a lot better. And that was really how we decided to pivot our business. And Tracy was the first diamond that we grew. Wow. Um, that that's a really um, impressive story um, and, and, and a personal one as well. Um, then I think the, the interesting thing that struck me about uh, your story and about your product is that most startups have to deal with some sort of behavior change or convincing people that, uh, that they should, should use their product. I think with you, it seems like just this massive new thing that people are not used to. People are used to diamond rings. Mm -hmm. um, people are yeah. not used to wearing the deceased ones uh, uh, on on their fingers. How, how do you think about that? And what did you learn on your journey from idea to building this company? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think we've just learned so much from our customers. Um, they really guide everything that we do. And we're very, very customer focused. And You know, what we realized was that you don't actually do a diamond for everybody in your life. You know, it's really for the most important special connection, somebody that, um, you know, just knew how to live life in a really unbelievable way. And you want to have a continuing connection and bond to them after they're gone. Uh, I'd say about 80% of the, the diamonds that we do for people are unfortunately people we've lost too soon. And so, you know, you think about like, a husband who lost his wife or, you know, a mother that lost her son, like what could be possibly more therapeutic than having, you know, their diamond over your heart for the rest of your life or, you know, their diamond that you look down every single day, whether you're driving or you're typing and, you know, you get to have a moment with them. Um, so I think it kind of, when you start to think about the psychology of um, having something that's bright and positive and beautiful and, you know, can bring up um, good memories, like looking at a diamond just, feels different than looking at an urn full of ashes at home. Um, and so it just really serves people. You know, they get to have their loved one with them everywhere they go through all the future milestones, you know, important days and and feel that connection point. Um, and then I think, too, like what we've really focused on is creating a whole experience around the diamond. And, uh, you know, I think that that's it's helped us learn a lot about grief and it's it's helped us realize, you know, hey, we have an opportunity to really serve somebody over you know, a journey that's otherwise really tough. Mm, let's zoom in on that, actually, and designing for customers that are basically at the moment when they talk to you going through one of the darkest moments in their lives and uh, one of the most tragic losses, most likely, um, to them. Uh, how do you build a company for that where you market to people that are not in a great place in their life and they've lost a loved one and... Are they even thinking about this actively like you did in your journey? Or is this something where you have to do quite a lot of showing them that this could be a really good way of coping and um, going through this, mm -hmm. this these hard times? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, people 
absolutely are looking for more meaningful and personal ways to honor their loved ones. I don't think, you know, there, there's been no innovation in this industry for, you know, hundreds of years. And in a world where we be, we're becoming less traditional and more spiritual and, you know, we really value our connections and, and we really want, um, you know, we, we want to do something meaningful here. So people are absolutely looking. But I think what we really surprise people around is how we are so much different than anything else they're experiencing in the, you know, quote, kind of death industry, because you know, we are bright and we're positive and, you know, we just take a different tone. You know, a customer gets on the call with us and we don't ask like, you know, we don't say, oh, I'm sorry, I my condolences and, you know, what happened? We ask, you know, hey, who were they as a person? And, you know, I'd love to hear about what made them remarkable because that's what we are interested in is kind of the remarkable character that you're bringing to us because clearly if they're going to be a diamond, they're amazing. So we kind of see it as our responsibility to help you honor them. You know, and then as we've gone through, um, we just realized like we were sending pictures and videos and updates. Like it's not a short process. It takes about seven months to do. Um, and we were just blowing people away. Like they loved the journey. And when you go from losing somebody and you're in the darkest period of your life to having something positive to look forward to and an update and, you know, a journey to get to go on and an outlet of a team that really cares and genuinely wants to celebrate your loved one, it, you know, it, it can really help kind of shift that experience that you're having while you're grieving. Mm -hmm. How does this journey look like from the day that somebody gets in touch with you to the end of the seven months where they received the delivery of the diamond? Uh, how's that journey? Work? Yeah. So first, they will reach out to our team. And that's where it is really important. They they actually talk to us. Um, because you know, they they won't even realize how um, yeah, like how important it is for our team to get to know them and their loved one and, you know, and, and really uh, learn as much about them because our whole team is going to know their story as we go through the process. So that's kind of the first step. And then they'll order our welcome kit, which has everything they need to um, pick out their diamond and then package up the ashes or the hair that we're going to make the diamond from. And then they'll return that. And then um, we do actually an, what we call an inauguration. So on both Instagram and Facebook Live every week, we're telling the stories of the amazing people that are joining the Eternova family and putting their picture up on our wall and like telling the whole world basically about their story. Um, and then as we go through the journey, uh, you know, we first start with we're extracting the carbon from the ashes. Um, that in and of itself is super intricate. And we video that process. And that's kind of an exciting reveal is to be like, look at their carbon. Um, and then we have these amazing machines that are replicating the same conditions as under the earth. And so that's effectively turning that carbon. It's going to be crystallizing on top of a diamond seed and growing into a raw diamond. And then we mine it out and we're showing our customer on video, you know, here's what they look like and in their raw form. And then we have it cut and polished and graded um, because it's a real diamond. Um, they can be laser engraved with their loved one's name. Uh, and we can also do a bunch of different colors. So a lot of our customers will, you know, choose to do a color that reminds them of their loved one, whether it's the color of their eyes or their favorite color. Um, and then set in jewelry and actually hand delivered home at the end of the process, which we call the homecoming. And, you know, it's kind of this, this great crescendo of, you know, symbolically their loved one coming home again. 
Mm, so you control the delivery as well, for example, or you're working with partners on that? Yep. So we have a nationwide courier service we partner with. And so then you're not just getting, you know, a FedEx box on your doorstep. Right. It's somebody is literally handing a beautiful package that, you know, because it's, it's a big day. It's a very special day. It's an emotional day. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's very cathartic. So we want that last mile to feel super special. Mm, absolutely. Um, give us some example, maybe an example from one of your customers and what are the journeys they go through and how has it made a difference? Has your product made a difference to their lives? Absolutely. So, I mean, I think a really powerful, um, you know, example would be uh, one of our customers, Jackie Sams. She lost her 19-year-old daughter, Katie. Um, and that's a really tough loss when you lose a child unexpectedly. Um, you know, I think that's where you really see kind of culturally we're not so great with supporting somebody through a loss like that because everyone gets really awkward and we don't know how to talk about it. And, you know, so everyone around her stopped talking about Katie. And I think that that was what was really tough. And so by having a journey that she was going on and, you know, effectively doing this process, it became a legacy project that her whole community could comfortably engage on. And they could say, hey, Jackie, how's Katie's Diamond doing? You know, do you have any pictures? Do you have any, you know, updates? And and she was so happy to share them. And, you know, it was something she was so proud of. And, you know, then when she got her diamond home, uh, she put so much thought into her setting. It was really, you know, really cool. Like she got to design something that felt very Katie. She had a blue diamond because her daughter loved the ocean. And, you know, she designed this antique kind of estate ring because her daughter loved antique jewelry. Um, and it's just such a statement ring that she says, you know, once a week, somebody stops and says, wow, what a fabulous ring. And that is her way of getting to talk about Katie every single time, you know, so it's, it's opening up a conversation that previously she wouldn't have been able to have with people. Amazing. Um, let's shift the focus a bit towards the entrepreneurial journey um, um, and and the difficulties of building a company like that. Uh, I imagine with building a company like Eterneva, there's tons of difficulties that you go through as with any company. Um, I can imagine mm-hmm. there being legal limitations. I can imagine there being... Uh, uh, things to figure out around how to communicate this properly. What's been the hardest lesson for you to learn throughout this whole process? Gosh, that's a great question. Um, I think you're you're absolutely right. Like uh, it, it, the science of this is ridiculously difficult, <laughs> and you know you you can't just go find uh, the right folks on with a Google search. So I mean, it took us probably you know years of just knocking down doors and, you know, asking for intros and hunting down the best scientists all over the world, you know, and and convincing them to get involved with us because so many of them are just focused on regular diamonds and, you know, why get into such a sensitive area? But I think a lot of it comes back to um, if you can really tell the story about how you're here to change a culture, this is not just a business, this is, you know, us shifting the way everybody views death and grief and, you know, it helps somebody through that time and honors remarkable people. It's just really cool to see, um, you know, how people will sign up for that. Uh, And so I think that that's a big deal. We talk about creating raving fans all the time from our customers to our suppliers to, you know, our investors and making everybody a raving fan and just really bought into, you know, our mission and our vision. Um, But I think another piece that, you know, is is challenging, but, you know, is a, is a great opportunity is, you know, this was a space where there was, you know, a couple prior players and, you know, they, um, 
they were not transparent about how they were doing what they were doing. And so the onus is really on us, you know, as a company that is completely committed to transparency, um, you know, to kind of uh, just write some like there's, you know, we've had naysayers in our space questioning the science of what we're doing. And so being able to prove out, um, you know, science is 100% on our side. So we're going to show that and be transparent about that and, you know, completely change a narrative where previously there wasn't a whole lot of transparency. Would you say that's your main differentiation against uh, other companies or do you have a quite unique process of uh, making these diamonds as well versus competitors? Or what, what's your main focus on differentiating? Our main differentiator is the experience that we've created around the diamond. And mm. we realize that experience is as important as the diamond itself. Um, and it just really focuses on, we boil it down to grief wellness, basically, is how could we be serving somebody on their grief journey to add some brightness, some positivity, some areas that they can focus, you know, and, and, honestly come out the other side with a bit more you know like having grown of it and, and ha a little bit more levity than getting stuck in in a cycle of depression amazing um now you've expanded to different customer segments actually so you uh, both um humans but you also focus on animals um how did that come about uh, pets actually so uh, how did it come about that you you started producing rings for deceased pets as well yeah um i mean they they really organically happen hand in hand like from the beginning and i think it's we've just seen such a shift in the last you know 30 40 years of uh the relationships that we have to our animals you know they they went from kind of the dog house all the way to inside to the bed to now being more pampered than many of us. <laughs> and so, you know, I just think um, I, I see particularly in millennials, a lot of people will have a pet first and that becomes their first child before they have, you know, a human baby in their 30s. Uh, and so that pet has been with you through every single phase of your life, you know, from college to your first job to moving across the country to maybe even getting married and God forbid getting a divorce. And, you know, they've been with you through the thick and the thin. And, um, you know, so when people come to us to do this for a pet, it's not just any pet, you know, this was really their most important, one of their more important connections in a lifetime. Um, and so it, it is definitely more personal. It's less about the community and the legacy project. It's more about having, you know, a connection point to, you know, somebody that was so important to you. And for our pet parents, it's, it's really helping them feel understood and, you know, not, uh, you know they otherwise they get judged for grieving a pet and that loss can be just as tough as grieving a loved one mm -hmm. when i spoke to my girlfriend uh earlier actually last week um when we were scheduling the podcast um and one of the first ideas that came to mind when i told her that you are either using ashes or hair to create those diamonds was engagement rings yeah. right is is that something yeah. that that you tried out or do you this is maybe on your roadmap yeah totally i mean we absolutely we've done um engagement rings before you know in, in a couple different circumstances one where uh, we actually had a uh, a pet influencer that you know she loves her dog so much that she wanted him part of her special day and we made her engagement diamond from the carbon in his fur. Um, so that was one of our engagement diamonds we made. Um, we also make engagement diamonds, you know, if somebody lost a parent and they, you know, are, are wanting their 
mom to still be there to walk down the aisle with them. You know, it's a really special way to, you know, to have them be a part of that day. Um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. We can do engagement diamonds from the carbon and hair, um, you know, two fiancés together in the diamond. Um, and, you know, I think so much of it is around having something that just feels really meaningful to you. You know what, this is kind of a, a diamond that honors a very important connection in your life. And whenever you look at it, it should bring up, you know, more kind of positive memories and feelings and, you know, and, and be that kind of anchor point of a continuing bond with someone. Um, so that could be somebody that's still with you or, you know, somebody that's passed. Hmm. What do you think is the key behavior change in people? You've mentioned millennials think about this a bit differently than maybe um, previous gen generations. What's the key behavior change that's driving your success? Um, what do you think is different now than maybe 30 years ago when, when people had the same situations? You know, it's really interesting. I think um, regardless of age, people get this if they've experienced a really close loss. You know, um, if they've had somebody really important to them pass away before they should, they get this right away. Um, and then, you know, I do think, though, uh, millennials get this you know, on a level that, uh, like, I think they just, they really do value that, um, being able to do something meaningful, you know, not just, um, you know, doing something because you were told to, or doing something because your religion, you know, said that this is what we do, or tradition says, this is what we do, or, you know, um, just doing something that doesn't feel like it, it suits you or your loved one. It's like, what, what is that thing diamond or otherwise that feels like it's the perfect, you know, expression of, of this important person and their connection and how I want to, you know, be with them. And, and so I think they are demanding that a bit more of, um, you know, memorial options and, and ways that they're going to remember their loved one going forward because they just want it to feel right, you know? Mm, I can imagine, yeah. Um, do you see this having an impact on the wider uh, end-of-life industry um, that other players are starting to change the way they address customers and uh, there's a different set of products being being sold absolutely i mean as a as a company our mission is really to change a culture around death grief and remembrance um so we're not going to have done our job if we haven't completely shifted you know the the culture around death and i think um you know there there we definitely are seeing uh, you know, some openness for the first time ever really in the US. Um, you know, we're starting to talk about things like there's a death positive movement happening, you know, being like talking about death, being okay with it and thinking about your end of life. And, um, you know, I think what Eternova is really doing that's unique is that while a lot of people are thinking about, you know, hey, talk about your death and, and think about what you want that experience to look and feel like, we're kind of the on the other side of that where it's like, okay, now that somebody's you know, law, that we've lost someone, what about the people that are left behind? And what about that kind of grief wellness journey that, um, you know, that there's something to be thought about there almost from a mental health standpoint. So I think that that's kind of our own unique contribution to that conversation. But, you know, you see the Global Wellness Summit, they're considered like one of the, you know, kind of top authorities and in, in trends that are happening in the wellness space. Um, they do an annual report every year being like, here are the top 10 wellness trends we're seeing. Mm -hmm. And for the first time ever, dying well was a wellness trend last year, and it will be again this year. And we're one of the only brands representing that. So, you know, I think between uh, 
Uh, last year, we were, you know, the first ever death care company on a national mm. magazine in circulation. And, you know, then we were on Shark Tank last month yeah. and being able to bring death to a national stage. It, you know, I really do think times are changing and we're honored to, you know, be a driving force behind that. Yeah. Tell us a bit more about the Shark Tank experience. Uh, by now, I think <laughs> the episode has aired, so it's out there. Um, how, how was that experience? And what got Mark Cuban to invest in the end? What do you think was the one thing that got him to invest? Yeah, I, gosh, what a what a <laughs> cool and crazy life experience. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and, and I think that like if I go back and I really reflect on it, I think that that's the piece that I'm just like, you know, really uh, delighted by is that on a national um, stage and, and national television show, they're open and willing to talk about death as a topic, which I don't think would be the same, you know, five years ago. Mm. Um, and so I think that that was something to just kind of take a moment and be grateful for. And, you know, then uh, like the experience was just, was crazy. And, and I think everybody overall, it was really well received across the sharks. Um, being able to tell them, you know, share these amazing people. Like we actually in our pitch had all of this footage, um, you know, of loved ones that are no longer here that we've done diamonds for. And, you know, being able to humanize people um, and help you appreciate and realize like this is not a quote dead person. This is, you know, somebody who is full of life and, you know, like let's kind of share their character with the world. I think that was just super powerful. And you know, I think that Mark, um, he is, a very forward-looking investor. You know, his whole portfolio is mostly in tech and AI. And so I think he's got an eye for, you know, what are the technologies of the future? And I really think that that's what he saw in Eterniva is realizing, yeah, it's about time that, you know, kind of our culture and, and you know, the every like the death industry hasn't changed in hundreds of years and it's just not in line with the modern consumer. And so, you know, Eterna, Eternova is really an answer to that and kind of a, a technology and a way of the future. Amazing. It's been really great to hear about your journey. Uh, and I have one last question for you looking at the future. So yeah. if you think about the next 10 years in the world, how does the world look like in 10 years if Eternova is successful? Well, we're certainly the um, for the foremost brand that you think of whenever it comes to memorializing a loved one and, and honoring them and, you know, uh, also serving somebody through a grief wellness journey. So, you know, I can see us getting into, you know, other areas of, of adding value to people like, you know, potentially launching grief wellness retreats and, you know, kind of doubling down on how do we serve someone through a very important, you know, journey that uh, they're going on and, and ensuring that they are growing through grief rather than, um, you know, spiraling down. So I think there's there's a lot of thought leadership. There's a lot of new innovation and product development and, um, you know, partnerships to be launched and, you know, conversations to be started. And, and I think that this, this is only the beginning, you know, the diamond is a starting point and there's a lot more to come. Amazing. Thank you very much for joining us. All the best to you and Garrett and the uh, whole team. Um, I'm sure uh, this is just the beginning and we'll hear a lot about you. I hope you're going to be in the UK soon as well. Heck yeah, on our way. <laughs> on your way, perfect. Uh, thanks very much for joining me today and all the best. Thank you, likewise. <laughs> this was Impact Hustlers, the podcast on entrepreneurs and change makers that are creating solutions to the world's biggest problems. Impact Hustlers is brought to you by Fast Forward 2030 and Real Changers. 
Visit FastForward2030.com to learn how to include the global goals into your business model and RealChangers.com to find talent and careers with impact. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share the episode, leave us a review and consider becoming a supporter on buymeacoffee.com slash impacthustlers. This means a lot to me. Thank you very much for tuning in and see you next time. Bye.